Hi, and welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, Jersey is in the house. That's right, fellow New Jersey native Megan Erber of SNS Activewear joins me for a lively discussion about fashion apparel and social media. Meg, a 16-year veteran of the promo industry, dishes on everything from retail brands and 2021 trends to the best social networks for promotion. Is fashion apparel and social media a match made in heaven? Forget about it. It's all coming up right now. Meg Erber, welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. Love your background there. I feel, I feel deficient. I feel like I need to kind of step my game up here. You know, this is just the world that we live in right now. I think um, Megan Zezo and I do a lot of like these meetings and social things where we have to have backgrounds. So her and I kind of went and did these. She, she actually designed it. She did an amazing job. I was like, Can I have that? <laughs> That's really nice. I like I like yeah. the uh, the touch with the uh, surfboard. That's really cool. Oh yeah, and that was also a marketing campaign that um, SNS had put out. So I love it. It was like this really cool marketing campaign for independent trading and. We put a sweat, got a sweatshirt, um, the new wave. So it was, it was really, it was a really cool marketing campaign. So. You're a Jersey girl. So have you ever gone surfing? Boogie boarding. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that counts. Um, I'm a Jersey guy. I'm a Jersey guy. So Jersey is in the house today. I'm really excited to talk to you about fashion apparel and social media. These are two things that you know well. Um, and I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about, um, about those topics. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about you, your business, and how you got into the uh, fashion apparel space. It's crazy though. I think we, I mean, we all end up in this industry by mistake, I feel like. So, I mean, when I, the older I get, the look back on the last 16 years, and I'm like, man, I've done some crazy things in this industry. Like, it's been a really fun ride. So, I don't know. Let me see. I started back in 2004 on the distributor side, but I was more of a hard goods mostly hard goods web distributor. I really didn't have that much apparel background. And then over the next 12 years, I just basically sold hard goods. I was with Jetline and then um, fast forward to like right after Vegas, 2016, like I had a two month old and Mark Ketchum from SNS reached out and he was like, hey, your name was given to me by a couple people. Like, uh, you wanna come work for us? <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I think that'd be cool. I can dig it. And, you know, we had a few discussions and then I just decided to make the jump. And I was terrified in the beginning mm -hmm. because I like to do things at like 110% all the time. And I felt like I just never felt like I fit the facade of an apparel salesperson. I don't know. I'm kind of like a little rough around the edges sometimes, but I think that's what makes me me. And I think that's what people like to see that I'm not just some eyebrow buttoned up. I'm just a normal person. And I can, I kind of, I was told I was approachable, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like, I feel like it's a good thing. <laughs> no, that's, that's really cool. Do you have a fashion background? Uh, no, I was a tomboy. I am like a jeans, t-shirt, flip-flops kind of gal. Like, Navy, I was in the Navy for eight years. I had four brothers. I grew up playing sports. I've coached sports since my kids were little. Like, I mean, my, my senior is 6'4", and she's like waiting for these scholarship um, offers and we're it's just an exciting time right now but like I oh, she didn't play volleyball until she was in high school but I coached her in soccer her entire life and I mean like if any parent that does that know that that's a full-time job when you are at that level with all the training and the rides and the coaching it's just it's a lot but that's it's been like the last basically the last 16 years of my life so crazy crazy um you know like me I have no fashion 
sense at all. Uh, you know, I think a dad hat and cargo shorts is fashionable. Um, you know, my wife laughs at me all the time. She thinks, you know, I'm unhip, but uh, you know, there are times where I'm so unhip that I'm actually, I feel like I'm hip, you know? So, um, the dad hats are hot. They are, they're, <laughs> <laughs> sellers right now so i know i mean they're hot and i tell my wife like everything's cyclical they come back into trends so you know when i'm unhip eventually if i keep the same wardrobe going eventually i'm going to be hip again so um so when i first started in promo and it's it's crazy because you talk about you know you've been in a um in the promo space for looks like what 16 years now yeah i've been here since 2007 i can't believe it's 13 years it will be 13 it's crazy. It goes so quick. Um, but when I first started, you know, I would see the uh, apparel offerings here in this industry, and I didn't think they were that great. You know, the T-shirts were kind of like not—they're not comfortable. They didn't fit right. Um, they were the the cotton wasn't very good. Um, you know, and I, I never thought of the um, apparel in our industry to be fashionable. But a lot has changed in the last 13 years. There's a lot of really good stuff out there in, in our space. Uh, why do you think it's changed so much over the last dozen years or so? It's a great question because it's not really one particular thing, but I think it has to do with just these gen generational changes and trends. I mean, I think with each generation, they have a focus or like a purpose to remember by. I mean, like I was we were like grunge and like Nirvana, you know what I mean? Like we really didn't care about fashion or saving the earth. You know, it was just right. like, we wanted to be us, like just deal with us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but this generation, this generation generation is made up of, of influencers and people that want to be TikTok famous. And it's literally, everything is about what's trending. I mean, last week, some guy recorded himself for like 45 seconds, skateboarding, drinking an ocean spray cranberry juice and lip syncing to Fleetwood Mac streams. And it went viral with over 46 million views, like that. Supermarkets couldn't keep the juice on the shelf and it literally became a trend and transformed a 90 year old company overnight. And it became, I was like the, the ocean spray challenge. Have you heard of, have you seen that? Um, it's fascinating. I, I'm not sure what the challenge is, but I, I think I tried something similar on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw my reels. I No, I missed it. I did a reels where I was just riding a bike uh, with Fleetwood Mac's uh, dreams in the background. I wasn't drinking Ocean Spray because it was unavailable at the time because it's flying off shelves. Right? Um, but I did something similar. So is that the, is that the um, challenge to try it to is. emulate yeah. that viral video? Yeah. And I feel like I want to do something like this so bad, but not on TikTok and not to be like, look at me but just to kind of like make make fun of and make it satire and make it funny because yeah i don't i'm not a serious person right but like we see these same things happen in our industry when um you know patrick mahomes or a rod when they're wearing a branded adidas piece that we carry we make we make those posts and we put them on social and we're like hey this is the a492 or the whatever and it's like them wearing the shirt and we actually see an uptake in sales for these styles because want to wear what the influencers and what the celebrities are wearing so so you're saying pop culture has a lot to do with um the trends in our industry 100 yeah we, yeah. I mean, we see the, the trail following it's just it's really it's just this generation and the, and the buyers that are and kind of forcing those trends and social media is playing a, a big part in that huge all yeah. it's all social media especially since COVID hit because we're not out shopping in the exactly. mall and we're not trying on clothes at Target or whatever. We're literally right. shopping online. So it's amazing how things have changed in the last month. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and that viral video is so amazing, you know, and, you know, I talked about the power of social media, um, you know, and this guy who 
Um, I don't know much of his background, but I, I think he he was at a uh, he was getting stuff at a convenience store and his, his didn't his truck break down and he decided to skateboard home. Yeah. And he did this and and now he's got like you know um, he got he's, him a he's truck. He basically is. TikTok. Yeah. I was looking at some of his other videos and they had over five hundred thousand views. Like I'm just like man, this guy. That's it's amazing. Ocean Spray bought him a new truck too, by the way. Yep. And, and I saw people posting pictures um, from inside grocery stores of, <laughs> you know, like the shelves of like cranberry juice. And there's this brand, there's this brand. And then Ocean Spray, the entire shelf is empty. Yep. Like, everything's stock except the Ocean Spray. I, wow. I mean, that's like huge right there. Power, power of social media right there. I feel like we should almost like make something after this now. Like, <laughs> you know, I rack my brain. I was like, how could I, how could I do something? How could like I top that? I know. How do you top that? I think a lot of luck, yeah. luck plays into that. You get the right person to see the right video just to retweet it. Like, you know, and another influencer sees it and like, boom, all of a sudden takes off. Um, yeah. Cause I've seen a lot of great content. Even people in our industry have posted some really good things and I'm just like, this should be a little bit more famous. This, this needs, yeah. yeah, this needs a little bit more love. Um, so, so let's switch back to um, fashion apparel, which, you know, this is the space that you're in. Um, social media and fashion apparel to me seems like a match made in heaven. Um, what do you think your company does well on social media to, um, you know, with their fashionable items? Um, that's a good question. I, I think SNS does a really good job with LinkedIn, believe it or not, and Instagram uh, specifically. I mean, they, Facebook and everything. We're not really big on Twitter. It's just, not their jam, I guess, but um, so we actually utilize each of these platforms as an outreach tool with viable content as specific to that platform. So we're not posting like, like videos of me doing this on LinkedIn necessarily, but it's, it's specific to that platform. And I, I think we really do a good job of telling a story. So, I mean, think about it this way. At the end of the day, after you've been scrolling through your social media feeds, what do you most likely remember? One of many Facebook or Instagram ads for amazing blankets or, or boob tape. I mean, okay, maybe. But unless you're looking for something specific to buy, you don't want to look at sales ads in your feed. What's going to resonate with you is a post or a story that made you feel a certain kind of way. And it has to appeal to multiple senses. And by doing that, it just enhances the entire customer experience. So, I mean, on a whole, humans are visual creatures. So it right. makes sense think of it that our site allows us to perceive identify and act on objects that are outside of our reach and does sns get a lot of um, engagement activity on their uh, linkedin and instagram pages yes they do because i think um with us all being home in COVID, a lot of the salespeople use that as content as well so we're constantly like resharing or putting on our a post or making a story out of it so we're seeing a lot um, and some people do it really well and some people are learning. Um, I know Megan says, and I actually just did a, a little training course for the inside sales team just so they can kind of get up to speed and not feel so like worried about what to post and have kind of just a, a baseline. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's great. I, I, um, you know, I looked at the Instagram for S and S and they have a lot of followers, um, you know, and the posts themselves, you know, they're really well done. They're really well thought out. Um, they do get engagement. Um, now, do you know who is running their social media? Um, I think it's Jenna, but there's, okay. there's a couple of pieces. There's a couple of people. It's a, it's a marketing department as a whole. Like they're a whole team that collaborates together and 
they basically, you know, someone might have this great idea and they're like, oh, hey, take a look at this. And then they each will kind of input everything in. But for the most part, I think um, it's her name is Jenna and I cannot pronounce her last name. I'm sorry, Jenna. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I know there's multiple locations for SNS. Is she, is she in New Jersey or is she? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure she's based out of our headquarters in Illinois. Most of okay. the marketing team, um, I would say all of them, if not maybe all but one or two are, are based out of Illinois. All right. So you have no role in their corporate account, but um, I do know that you have an Instagram account that you kind of measure pers your personality. You know, yeah. it's like Meg at, you know, SNS yeah. and the brand. Now, um, a, a year or two ago, I spoke with uh, Brittany Godsey at um, Gold Bond and she had more success with, with something that you're doing similar. You know, she, she kind of speaks for the brand as herself. She mm -hmm. had more success with sales that way than the corporate account had with sales. Um, can you tell us about, you know, uh, any successes you have had with that account? So, yeah, that's, it's hard to actually measure like ROI on a, like on one post. Cause it's not very transactional. I kind of use social media as a relationship building tool. Cause I want to get to know my audience and it could be my customers, my coworkers, industry peers, and I want them to get to know me. I feel like I have a good story to tell and um, I don't want to be just your order taker or your tracking number checker. Like I'm, that's not me. You know what I mean? And it's a two way street. So by allowing these people into my life, they allow me into theirs. I, you know, it's 2020. So at this point, if you're on social media, you, you know that basically we have to accept the fact that these tech companies, um, sorry, my phone keeps ringing. No worry. <laughs> my, mine too. It's, it's hashtag like hashtag new normal, right? That's... I know, I know. I'm like, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these tech companies, they actually, they, they really do control the social media platforms, the algorithms, and it's really used to manipulate human psychology. Mm -hmm. So my feed kind of becomes my own uh, echo chamber. And I feel like that's the biggest problem in social media right now. Um, but I've, I've really used it for good. So I've unfollowed all the negativity. And if I don't want to see the negative posts or those negative people, like I kind of can just unfollow them or mute them and I don't have to. So right. I use it for good. I use it to share good, to see good and to like show good in people. So in short, I'm just not measuring it on a transactional basis, but more long-term of how it affects the, the bottom line. Right. So, so you, I mean, you mentioned building relationships and that is huge. You know, um, it seems like, you know, yesterday with the Power Summit, you know, I gave a presentation about relationships last week for the virtual trade. So it's about relationships. Social media is building relationships. And if, you know, I'm sure you're, you're actually getting sales that oh, can be yeah. attributed oh, yeah. for Instagram, but you're not tracking them directly to that. Um, but, but I think it's a great point because um, a lot of brands, um, you know, in all social networks are using, you know, the corporate logo. They're speaking from a third person. I think people should be doing more of what you're doing. Um, you know, kind of what I do on Twitter, you know, I am a human that speaks on behalf of the ASI brand. You're more approachable. Um, people feel more comfortable, you know, talking to, you know, uh, a human, you know, they're not right. talking they're to a brand. Or, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, like you said, there's, you know, the relationship part of it, um, you know, you're, you show a personal side too. you're posting uh, stuff about your family. Um, I do that too. You know, people ask me like, are you, are you comfortable doing that? I'm like, you know, not always, you know, because I don't like to kind of put out that information, you know, people know who, 
my wife is, my kids are, you know, but once in a while I'll do something that's fun, you know, holiday themed Halloween. And I think that goes a long way to kind of, you know, you know, making us, you know, um, approachable, you know, like, oh, the, you know, this is a, a real person. So exactly. a little bit of that is, you know, goes a long way, I think. I have, I have two quick examples of that. Right. Actually, one just happened this morning and um, Danny Rosen sent me uh, a message on Instagram and it was some really funny Red Bull break dancing. I don't even know why he sent it to me, but I loved it. So I was like, we're, on, we're both in the Promo Cares board together. So I reposted it on the Promo Cares story and I was like, you know, board member Danny Rosen calls out Megan Erber in a breakdance competition, click here to see who wins, but it's not us. It's obviously the two amazing breakdancers. So I just thought it was funny, but it's like, it's really just, I don't want it to all be about sales or all be about this, 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 this. You have to break it up. You have to kind of make it so it's more personal. And the other one is the podcast that I do. I feel like this has really grown into something that none of us could have imagined. And initially before COVID hit, we were you know, there was, it was me, Bill Petrie, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden. And we would sit and sit at home and record four to five weeks out. And we would launch one every Monday. Well, well then COVID hit and well, nobody's in their car anymore because that's when you would listen to it on your way to work or going between clients. So we decided, you know what, let's just, let's just take it live, like on video We're totally winging it, but why not? So, I mean, I've totally used the podcast to shamelessly plug a few things like, like masks and quick flip apparel and a few other things. And I actually saw a huge ROI on those. I mean, after I announced in March that I had masks, I did, my phone didn't stop ringing for two weeks straight. I mean, it was probably the worst two weeks of my life just because I was sitting here at this desk for like 18 hours a day, just trying to process mask orders. It was picking up the phone, right? Picking up the phone, picking up the phone. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. And again, another telling, um, you know, think about social media, the power of social media, um, you know, you guys do with them live, which is awesome. Um, you know, um, which, you know, we've thought about doing because, I mean, we do some live, you know, the promo, uh, insiders, we do, uh, some of them live, um, you know, but there's also, you know, relevance to the recorded versions, you know, there, you have a little bit more flexibility with those, but yeah, I mean, the podcasting right now is just like, you know, I feel like we're, we're, in a saturated market right now, everyone's doing them, but I have no problems with that. I think it's a medium that is perfect for, um, for our industry is perfect for social media. Um, and look, we're doing one right now and, and it's awesome. <laughs> you know, I, like I've known you on social media for how long? 10 years, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, the first time I think we've actually ever, but I feel like I know you. <laughs> I know. And it's weird because, um, who was I talking to? Um, said the same thing. I forget, but it's like, I've never, <laughs> no, because I, <laughs> I've known her for 13 years, but but like they've known me for so long, but they've never met me. Uh, oh, I got, you, I got you. Yeah, so it was one of those things where, you know, it's like it's nice to finally meet all these people that I've been engaging with for years. And I'm starting to meet them on, uh, you know, podcasts. So it's it's really cool. So, um, let's let's switch now to um, low quality apparel. Like you know, it can be made to look good on social media. Um, so how do you, how important do you think retail brands are in the promo space? So I'm going to talk about the retail brands and I want to kind of point out something. I think that you might have, po- no, uh, maybe we all retweeted it. I don't remember, but I really think the retail brands, I mean, you're speaking the SNS language. We have thrived in our retail brands in the promo space. I mean, we have Adidas. It's like the number one sports brand in the world. We've got Columbia, which is like tough, tough, you know, gear. Oakley, huge national presence, Tommy Hilfiger, 
47 brand. I mean, it's all about brand recognition. Consumers want to align their personal brands with retail brands to show the like show the value, like more of a higher perceived value and and kind of have that perception that the retail brand represents them or their values as a company. Um, for instance, Oakley, okay? Um, they have a huge presence in the NFL. Um, I, I believe they're the official on-field partner and licensee of the NFL. Uh, they are also part of the military. Like they think they uh, do all the standard issue sunglasses, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you're also starting to see them spread themselves out more and more throughout different sports for higher visibility and brand recognition. I mean, they're in NASCAR, they're in the Tour de France, um, hockey, ba basketball. They're, it's just, they're, you're seeing them, I'm sorry, not basketball, football. You're seeing them more and more. So companies like mm, USAA or Anheuser-Busch that have those same kind of values would see the value in adding their brand to an Oakley bag for their right. employees. Um, and talking about like cheap t-shirts, I mean, I saw a post on Twitter that was like, I just bought this really cool t-shirt and then I get it in the mail and I, then it says, it showed a picture of the tag and the tag is of, of a basic branded t-shirt and they were, they just don't want to wear that anymore, but it did look cool online. So they bought it. So that was a win for the, the seller, but sure. it's not going to be worn. So if that was a logo or if that was a brand that they were trying to, to get an ROI on, they're not going to because that shirt just went right into the drawer or right into the upside, you know, the upside sure. back. So. No, I know. I mean, retail is, you know, I think people, you know, they think automatically consumer, you know, they, you know, they want what the consumer's wearing. Um, and that's, that's really cool that, you know, these brands are being offered in this space. It is. All right. So let's talk about, you know, which social network, like I, I, I kind of harp a lot on like, you know, if you're going to do social media in the promo industry, you know, pick a network that works best for you. Um, you know, so if, if I was someone who was in this, in the, uh, uh, promotional apparel space and I just, I had to choose just one network to be on, which network do you think is best for fashion apparel? That's a great question. And I have some facts that I looked up because I was like, I want to be sure I was on the right, you know, the right wave really. So I, right now I think Instagram, um, I've always been Mrs. Facebook. I was, I've always used it to my advantage. I've used it as a selling tool, relationship tool, but I would say lately, especially since COVID has hit, I think it's just been a much bigger uptake. Um, so some facts, as of 2020, uh, August of 2020, 33.2% of US Instagram users were between the age of 25 and 34 years old. The second largest user group was 18 to 24 years old with a 22.9% share. And this is the generation that I'm talking about. These are the buyers that are leading the trends and these are the ones that are following the influencers and the celebrities. So I really feel like for the sector that we're in, Instagram would probably have the most traction um, for fashion apparel. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of uh, features on Instagram that, you know, you can use to your benefit if you're, you know, obviously promoting, um, you know, a nice piece of uh, apparel. Um, plus you're right, you know, th those are the people, you know, in the target audience, um, you know, and it's funny because the last couple of ASI shows that I went to, um, you know, I walked the floor, you know, and I talked to distributors and suppliers and I asked them poll questions. I, you know, I asked them like, you know, what social networks are you on? You know, and everyone said they were on Facebook, you know, begrudgingly, they were like, yeah, we have to be on Facebook, but we really, really love Instagram. And I think, you know, it's hard for me to, to if I had to choose between the two, like I always think that you absolutely need a Facebook presence because, you know, it's like, you know, if somebody searches Facebook and can't find your business, 
know, that's going to be a big drawback for that business. Um, but again, like, you know, the power of Instagram is <laughs> enormous, you know, even though they're one company, you know, it's yeah. like, I would be on both, you know, if I had to give that advice, it doesn't matter what, um, space you're in. I think, you know, being on both of those are, you know, it's huge. It, it really is. And I, for the longest time before, if I was going into a new customer or prospecting before I would even Google them, I would go on social media. I would go on Facebook, go on LinkedIn, <clears throat> Instagram, and see if they had a social media presence. And then I would actually use that as one of the talking points of our conversation of how I could help them grow that aspect of it based on what we offer. So, right. All right. So moving on, I have a, I have a question that kind of like speaks to say like somebody who's new, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, I'm going to join, you know, whatever network it is. Um, you know, I'm in the fashion apparel space. Um, but I want to know like what makes a great fashion apparel post on social media? So there's a lot of cliche answers here. I feel like, like I could <laughs> say something and be like, that's cliche, I, but I kind of want to think outside the box because there's no one right answer. There's a ton of wrong ways to do it, but when it comes down to it, I think it ultimately has to like generate excitement, right? It has to visually stimulate to get your attention. So the post, if you're scrolling, you have to, it has to stop you. Um, so then it has to capture and hold your attention. I find that brands that are using like the user generated content that are influencers have done a really well, like a really good job over the past few years. And it's also the cheapest form of advertising when, kind of pushed in with our, um, with our industry. So it brings excitement. It brings value to the brand that a consumer is willing to pay more money for. Right. So, um, when I think about going through a scroll, you know, and stopping, you know, like in my social media feed, what's going to stop me is video. It usually always does. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, you know, anything that if you have a great, you know, uh, piece of clothing apparel that you really want to showcase, I'm thinking that, you should probably do some kind of video, you know, like, is that kind of what you, what you mean there? Like go for the video. Um, now I see you guys always use models. Um, you know, do you guys ever use in, for SNS? I'm talking about like employees. Yes, actually the last, I love it. That's a great question. So the last Instagram post, um, I believe were one of our marketing directors, children. And I thought that was great. I was like, they are so stinking cute. Um, there was another one that I saw that, and we were always, oh yes. Yeah, so one of our inside sales managers, Ryan, he is on, he's modeling one of the shirts and we just, we all had to take like little Snapchats and send it to each other and like, is he for sale? Just kidding. You know, no, you know, it's funny because five years ago when I was on social media and I'm scrolling through and I see like model shots, you know, my immediate um, instinct was stop. You know, you see a beautiful woman or you see a great piece, you know, of clothing on a model, you're going to stop. Now they kind of come across as ads. I'm, I'm not saying everything, but when I see something where I'm like, okay, this looks like you know just an everyday person, you know, and they're showing off um, clothing, and I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. You know, this is a company that values its culture, values its employees, and it's promoting their products with their employees. And I think that's a that's a winning combination. Yeah, and speaking to that, actually, I'm not sure if it was la started last year or the year before. I think it was the year before, but we put, we send out these like breakout catalogs, and one will be um, cap and bag, one could be just Adidas, but we put out this team and school catalog. And what we did was instead of just hiring models to like awkwardly hold a football and be like, yeah, we actually went to a local high school and outfitted the entire school from the marching band to the baseball team to the drama club in our gear. 
and they had so much fun with it. So the last couple team and school catalogs that you've received or may, may receive are all filled with children from a local high school. They're not models. And they got to keep all the stuff. And it was just a really good time. Everybody had so much fun doing it. I was going to ask that. Did you guys let them keep the... the yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. All right. So, um, you know, I know we could talk all day. I could probably talk till <laughs> for another two hours. Um, so do you have any favorite um, articles of clothing in this industry? Too many favorites. I've been thinking about this. I'm going to, I have like, there's like one at least in every sector. So I can't just pick, I can't just pick one. And the most of them are kind of new. So I'll start off with my favorite t-shirt right now. It's the, the Bella canvas 6,400 cuts, but I like the tri-blend or the textured fabrics just because I really like that soft tri-blend feel the way it looks on me as far as, um, Oh, the independent trading tie-dye jogger hoodie combo. Like these are so rad. These are so popular everywhere. I mean, you can't still to this day, you really can't find white fleece anywhere. It's such in high demand because of everyone that's home with their kids, they really wanted to do all these like tie-dye projects. It's just been so popular. So independent trading actually took all that work out of it and did a matching tie-dye jogger hoodie combo. So I love that. Um, Tiffany from Dry Duck sent me this Cypress Sherpa quarter zip. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love it. And then the last thing that I love, it's probably my favorite product of the year just because it's functional and it's fun to show and it's aces. It's the quick flip hoodie. I love it. I love Henner. I love the whole, all of his energy and it kind of aligns with what I do anyway. So it's kind of like a brand made for me to sell really. Yeah. I, I love Henner's stuff. Um, you know, I tried to get a hoodie from him last, I guess it was in Orlando and he's like, dude, he's like, I I know. (laughs) Um, but, but he's just, he's amazing. And his product is amazing. Um, you know, and I watched him on shark tank and there's nothing that that guy does. That's not amazing. So, I mean, (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Um, I'll send you a hoodie so that you have one because it's really cool. And it's like, you, you're out there with your kids. You can just take it. Whatever Are you, you toying it. with me? Are you really going to send me one? I am really going to send you one. Oh my God. One. You are the best. We're done here. <laughs> awesome. That's so awesome. Um, thank you so much. Um, so before we get to a fun game, um, I'm going to ask you one last question sure. and, and it's about trends for 2021. Do you, okay. what are some of the fashion apparel trends do you, that you see coming down the pipe? So usually every year SNS has this product preview where we all come together in like Illinois or Kansas, somewhere centrally located and all of our vendors come in and we have, we're there for a week learning, just training, learning all about all the new products, anything that might be different if they're kind of putting their stuff into sustainability, whatever it may be, we're sitting there learning. And we didn't have that this year. So it was more virtual. So we really didn't get to touch and feel a lot of the products. So, um, but based on what I do have, what I've, what I've seen and the requests that I'm getting in, I'm, I mean, the comfortability aspect of everything not going away. Um, I'm seeing a lot less um, high-end woven shirts being asked for or offered and more like flannels or sweatshirts. The biggest trend that I've noticed lately are these super, people want these super heavyweight oversized hoodies, like ridiculously. Like um, the Champion Reverse Weave hoodie, probably one of the most popular ones. Independent Trading came out with theirs and it's like, it's, that's probably like in my top three favorite hoodies. It's just so soft. It's so heavy, and I just I feel like I could just snuggle up in it. It's but, a perfect, um, yeah, perfect seasonal um, perfect. Uh, piece of clothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I can just see, you know, winter time by the fire, you know, exactly, wrapped exactly. up, got your hoodie on. Um, yeah, 
my, my daughter is big into hoodies. I mean, what kid is not into hoodies? You know, I think, you know, all the kids are, um, they're kind of timeless. You know, I, I think growing up, I've, I always, you know, like grew up in the 80s. We had the zipper gray hoodie. I mean, everyone I had, had it. It, too. it was navy and one was like forest green. And I'm like, yeah. I literally just wore them all the time. Yeah, so. I, I think, and even that audience that, you know, they're really young. Um, I don't even know if they have a generation name, but those kids are, they love that kind of stuff. And whatever hoodie you send me, my daughter will end up with. <laughs> it's inevitable. All right, so this is the time we get to, or you know, this is the inaugural game. I'm gonna, I came up with a game. It's called Quid Promo Quo. I'm gonna ask you a question, and you're gonna ask me a question. We're gonna do a few of them. Um, so, do you want me to start? Do you want to start? This is tough because we don't have foreknowledge of what these questions are. And we no, kind of, I don't know what you're asking me and you don't yeah. know what I'm asking you. I'll start because I've been okay. talking a lot. I'll give you a chance to talk. Okay. okay. So are you ready? Yes, I am. Of course, I had to get some inside help. Okay. Well. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. All right. All right. So I hear that you are a beer connoisseur. Mm -hmm. If you were a beer, what would you be? What kind would you be? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I would... <laughs> My favorite beer is um, a dark stout beer um, infused with bourbon, bourbon barrel-aged beer. Um, oh. It's something that I really enjoy, especially during, you know, the fall and the winter. You know, it's like a you sit by the fire, you know, you kind of sip the beer. It's like 10, 11%. Um, so I guess I'd have to answer with that, you know, like okay. that, you know, I'm going to answer with my favorite style of beer. So... Perfect. That's a great question. Um, you know, and anyone who knows me in the beer circles knows that that's my favorite beer. So I could not answer any other way than that. So, so that's a great first question. Um, so I'm going to ask you one. It's a fill in, fill in the blank question. Oh boy. Um, I'm nervous. My hands no. are sweating. <laughs> no, mine too. Um, cause I don't know what you're going to ask me next. All right. So during quarantine, I have become really good at blank eating. <laughs> That's I, a great I, answer. I put on like 25 pounds, like, and I don't even know how, because I was working out in the beginning. And then I think, I think when the riots started and everything started like really going downhill, I just, that really affected me. I, and I, in a bad way, it made me like very sad for the world. And, just and I was just like, I love food. <laughs> I it mean, was, I was literally eating. So, you, you know, I, I don't think that is uncommon. I, you know, I think we all kind of went through in the last um, eight months, like my first three months, like, I don't think I did more than a thousand steps in a day. Like I literally, all I was doing was eating. I was, I was drinking more than I usually do. I don't drink a lot. People think I'm a big, you know, drinker. I drink, a, you know, a little bit at a time. I'm not a, a, a boozer. I haven't had a hangover in years, but I, you know, all of a sudden I started eating more. Like I was, sedentary but then like once may june hit then all of a sudden like you know i'm exercising every day i feel a little bit better about things um but yeah you're right like i think a lot of people went down that that rabbit hole of like you know finding comfort in food you know and yeah. i still think a lot of people are doing it you know i have a friend who posted something on facebook the other day and, um you know he's like he gained 50 pounds i haven't seen him and i'm like wow like i'm one of these people who could eat a ton and not really gain weight like I hate to say it, like I'm one of those guys who's been 180 pounds for the last 20 some years, you know, like, you know, I go through these phases where I'm up right. and down, but I always kind of 
end up yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but I know people who are like, if they just change their habits, like all of a sudden they're gaining, you know, and, and I feel bad. There's a lot of people out there like that. So, so you become really good at that. So you're like, well, I did, and then I hit 40, and then I was like, I can't do this myself, and I, we just went on some, or we're in the middle, or almost at the end of, like, this eight-week challenge, and it's basically haven't had carbs for five weeks, and very volatile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Well, Meg, thank you so much for your time today. I know we went a little bit longer than I wanted to, but like you said, these are topics, all these, that we could talk about all day. Um, so do you... You know, any last thoughts you want to plug your company, um, throw out your social media information? Yeah, I mean, definitely um, Twitter. It's what I'm the brand uh, or Megan Arbor on Instagram. Uh, I am at SNS underscore Meg Arbor and on Facebook, I'm Meg Arbor. And <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't That's... know. I just, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I love social media. I love building relationships. I mean, I've been in this industry for, like I said, 16 years and I, I have, there are certain people that I don't even, I've never met in person and I've become such good friends with them. I, I am like, have I met them in person? And it's, it's, it's like that. It's just become like that. And I feel like this industry, and I think I talked about on another podcast, it's like, there's no other industry where you have these multiple social media forums of people that are collaborating together that are not only competitors, their, their customers, their clients, whatever, and on both sides. And we're all in it for the greater good of each other to help each other. And we, there's no other, I mean, it's not like you have a, an elevator repairman professional Facebook group. Nobody right. <laughs> so you love it. You love this industry. I do. I love this industry. I mean, didn't mean to be here. I was actually pre-med, but Hey, here I am. And I'm, I'm probably not going anywhere. But I, I know. SNS is home. It's the best company I've ever worked for hands down. It's like a family. So that's awesome. You know, I feel the same way about ASI, you know, um, I had a rocky beginning here. Uh, you know, I never thought I was going to last. I, you know, I didn't take the time to learn the industry because I wasn't really, um, you know, into the first job I had when I was here, but you know, it's like, here I am 13 years later, you know, and I've, I've learned to really, really enjoy, um, not only the people at ASI, but the industry itself, the, the creativity, um, you know, and like you said, like the people, like I just started going to ASI shows recently, um, in the last two or three years. Uh, I knew a lot of people virtually. Um, and then I started meeting them at shows, you know, and I'm just like, like you said, like these people are all interested in one thing. It's like, you know, helping each other out uh, for the greater good of our industry. Um, you know, and it's like the creativity, like I'm every day I'm impressed, you know, the way that we were able to pivot in this industry during, during the pandemic, um, yep. you know, the ideas that people have, uh, they bring to the table every, every day I, I'm seeing something new. It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head just there. Like, this is, I, I always said this um, on our podcast. I'm like, this is our time. Like, it, it's the Goonies. Like, we were put in this position because we are the experts. We all have that entrepreneurial mindset. And we need to come up with now strategies. We need to come up with solutions, not more problems. We mask. Okay, let's come up with it. Let's repurpose more machinery. Let's, you know, X, Y, and Z. We all came up with more solutions. SNS came up with solutions. And I feel like that's how you're going to grow as a company, as a brand, as a, as a person. Yep. Solutions. That's what we're all about. And with that, Meg, we are out of time. But again, thank you so much for joining me today. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. For Meg, I'm Vinny. We'll see you next time on The Social Angle.